The 5AA player lets you stream 5AA on your phone wherever you are. 5AA Mornings with Matthew Pantelis. 25 minutes to 12 o'clock. Seven news on 5AA at midday, so stay tuned for that. All the latest goings on around Adelaide, nationally, internationally. And, uh, well, the end of the Women's World Cup, of course, one of the stories I'm sure they'll be covering and uh, lots going on. Now, let's have a look at something that will be replacing the FIFA fan base at the Adelaide Festival Centre Plaza in a couple of months' time, not immediately. All that's got to come down and then the new setup go in and that is the Oz Asia Festival. Well, I imagine they'll be there at least. They certainly have been in past years and right around the uh, the Festival Centre as well too, I'm absolutely certain. From Oz Asia festival the uh the curator uh or the uh let me see no the uh executive producer let's start there junie kwok junie good morning good morning matthew thanks for having us and uh, also uh dakani ayubi who you're one of the curators i am good morning good thanks morning for having me. good morning to you too uh, june let's start with you so uh, producing the ozasia what are you looking for what are the the key things to make it the festival it is okay well um ozasia festival is a Australia's largest um, contemporary arts festival engaging um, was that that focuses on Australia's cultural engagement with Asia. So when we're curating the festival, mm. that's specifically what we're looking for. We're looking for the most exciting, the most um, the most exciting artists and companies um, uh, from around Asia, um, dealing with um, I guess. Uh, ruminating over big ideas yeah. and um and big concepts and big issues um but we're also as well um looking for um artists and companies from Australia who are collaborating with Asian artists and companies right. as well to for that really amazing kind of cross-cultural intercultural work um and I think what's also really exciting for us as well um under the artistic directorship of Annette Shanwar we've created a space for Asian Australian artists as well so when we're putting together the festival we really are looking for the most exciting artists and companies from Asia and from Australia and anyone who's doing collaborations to feature as part of the festival. Okay. Uh, Dakani, your guest curator at the AusAsia program, uh, it's In Other Words is the program as I understand it, the literary aspect of it all. Tell us about that. Yeah, so um, I have the delight and the honour of being a guest curator um, for the In Other Words aspect of the AusAsia Festival, which is basically the literary side and Mm. where we get to explore big ideas with thinkers and creatives, poets, that kind of thing from across the Asian Australian literary spectrum. Um, And I'm curating alongside Jennifer Wong, who would be known to many, um, a stand-up comedian and a writer, um, uh, and also Sami Shah, who's a Pakistani-Australian creative and writer as well. So um, I get to basically um, bring in ideas of what we want to explore um, as Asian people living in Australia, um, the topics that are of interest to uh, to us in our communities and the ideas that we can share with mm. the broader Australian community as well. So it's a really exciting thing to be part of. Okay, you must, you, both of you must really think Sort of outside the box, I imagine, to to get the the all the ingredients together, the talent you want, the the right um, vibe, for want of a better word, in terms of uh, achieving the Ausasia Festival, making it complete. Yeah, all right, um, June, tell us about the the festival. What can people come and do, and some of the highlights of the program? Talking about ticketed events. Okay, well, we have um, we we just launched on Thursday, so mm. it's a it's a really really exciting strong program this year, and um, and this year what we what we noticed is that there are some really 
powerful themes that we've seen emerge through our programming, themes including freedom, survival in, of endangered cultures, identity, untold stories, artists who are working um, with tradition and um, traditional culture and finding ways of making it um, contemporary, um, but also reflecting on reflecting on the past um, as a way to not only imagine but to also create brighter futures. Mm. So thematically, that's what we're seeing. Um, so um, I'm particularly um, excited about some of our um, dance works that we that we've programmed um, an exciting work called Infinitely Closer um, from a Singaporean company THE or The Human Expression um, they will be taking over the festival theatre stage um, and I know that sounds kind of funny because of course they're going to be on the <laughs> stage but what's unique about this work is that audiences are invited to join the dancers okay. on the stage wow. themselves um, and the work itself is about freedom and um, and the company ask audience members to exercise their own freedom as they um, immerse and engage with the work so they're they're invited to move around and mm. get up close with the dancers yeah. to experience it themselves. Wow. So they're on the festival theatre stage, which I don't think happens very often. No. So I think that's going to be an exciting, unique experience. Um, and the other exciting dance work that we have is Tian Tian Men Episode One, which is a um, which is a contemporary dance work from um, Taiwan um, from a company called Bula Rayong Dance Company. Um, and the choreographer Bula Rayong um, is actually um, actually did some work with Cloudgate Dance Theatre as well as the Martha Graham Dance Company in Taiwan, I mean, sorry, in, in New York. Um, and it was after, after doing all of that work that he came back to, um, came back to Taiwan and decided it was really time to explore his own indigenous Taiwanese roots. Right. So this mm. particular work is about him exploring his Taiwan heritage. Um, and in doing so, he's created this, he's created this really exciting work, which I like to describe as tradition meets dance, uh, meets nightclub. <laughs> um, as it's this amazing work with stunning visuals, electronic beats. Um, and he's really kind of making a point about how traditional culture isn't something that's static it's something that's ever evolving very much alive and something uh, and uh, and a culture that can be drawn upon moving into the future mm. endangered cultures as you mentioned at the start of that that's that's really interesting because as the world becomes smaller particularly for for less populous nations that must be a bit of a challenge yeah, absolutely. And I think even um, things like language as well. Mm. Um, yeah. I think languages are becoming endangered. And, and dialects, um, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So I think um, the, we are grappling with some big themes in the festival this absolutely. year. Absolutely. Uh, Dakani, tell us about your history with Oz Asia. You spoke at other wor- in other words last mm. year. You cu- curated an Afghani exhibition uh, in 2022. So you, mm. you've got a bit of a history. <laughs> I do. Um, so my work with Oz Asia came about through my own own work as a writer and a restaurateur. Um, I was born in Afghanistan. My family arrived to Australia as refugees in 1987. Mm. And so the themes and the things I write about is really the, those experiences of being Afghan in Australia the, within a diasporic community and, and what it means to be a refugee living living here in this country. Yeah. Uh, and so in 2021, um, we actually did an incredible event um, with Asia called Lunch on the Riverbank, where my family, um, who I work with, um, Provided lunch um, on the riverbank, and it just ended up being this perfectly stunning um, day. The weather was perfect, and I got to do and share, you know, what Afghan food means, what food means in uh, refugee lives, um, and explore all the themes uh, around food and identity mm. with the audience having lunch, and that was a terrific event. And then a year later, last year in 2022. Um, 
listeners may or may not know, but it had been almost a year since the Taliban takeover of Afghanistan and um, I was invited to work with AusAsia and it was just this tremendous opportunity to bring Afghan women voices to the stage. So I curated an um, event with a parliamentarian, um, an Afghan female parliamentarian, a um, doctor who's the head of neonatal um, wards in Afghanistan and a judge who's the head of the um, Afghan Women's Judges Association. And we got to have a conversation together in language. So these were women that arrived um, to Australia as evacuees. Mm. Um, and I thought it was really important for the audience to hear directly from these women because so often um, people from our backgrounds, minority backgrounds, refugees um, and Certainly with Afghanistan, um, we're spoken for. And I thought, yeah. you know, these women need a platform and a stage. And mm. it was a very moving and emotional experience. Yeah, and imagine. the audience got to kind of hear directly from these women yeah. what they'd lost in their lives, but what their hopes still were for their country and, and their families yeah. um, and how they're rebuilding lives in Australia. So that was tremendous. And uh, I also had the pleasure of ex- um creating an exhibition with a renowned Afghan female artist, Afghanistan's first uh, street artist. Mm. And she created a piece specifically for Asia, which was exhibited. So just really special moments to, to be part of the festival and to kind of have Afghan stories, um, uh, migrant stories, refugee stories, yes. um, interfacing with the broader Australian public. Just just on that, I imagine a female street artist in uh, Kabul mm. probably is not a good career choice. <laughs> not anymore, unfortunately. No. So yeah. she's living in exile, uh, but, you know, so generously um, and even through the grief and hurt at that time, mm. um, created this beautiful piece for the festival. Yeah, fantastic. So great. Back in 1987, when your fa- family, yes. just to diverge a little bit, yeah. was the Taliban in power then the first time no, around? Well, no, no so this was pre-Taliban. So yeah. my family left during the Cold War era, so yeah. um, it was a struggle between Soviet Russia yeah, then yeah. and the US um, kind of playing out in Afghanistan and that was kind of when the inklings of um, extremism was yeah. starting to form with yeah. all different interests playing out yes. in the region so and the Taliban didn't first emerge as an official entity until the 90s, right. the early 90s so you know fortunately yeah. um, I've never had to live directly with yeah. that mm. yeah just see it from afar which mm. is well sadly the best way to do it at least but yes. rather than being there uh june tell me the ausasia festival has been running a few years how did it come around what what started it so um ausasia has actually been around since 2007 mm. so we've we've had a little bit of um a little bit of time with it which is fantastic and it's a festival that was it was an idea hatched by um by douglas gautier adelaide festival center ceo and artistic director mm. um in com- and he had a conversation with um hugh van lay who um at the time was the um the chairman of the south australian multicultural and ethnic affairs commission yeah. who then we all know as um became the governor of south australia who also now happens to be the chair of adelaide festival center so right. we've had a very long relationship with you, which is fantastic. Yeah. Um, but they kind of had a bit of a conversation and um, and thought that it was a really it would be really amazing to have a festival that um, that really kind of um, looked at how Australia could engage with Asia through arts and culture, yeah. um, whilst at the same time engaging closely with um, with South Australia's multicultural communities as well. So that's that's where that's where it all began. And we've have I think this might be our sixteenth festival wow. this year. So mm. so yeah. So it's been um it's been a, a really fantastic sixteen years of um, Asian 
art and culture and yeah. um, and now um, Asian Australian yeah. artists as well. How about that? Takani, for, for people who haven't been to In Other Words before, what can mm. they expect? I mean, you, you've talked about the different activities. Yep. I suppose that's that's it primarily. Yeah, well, it integrates really beautifully with the broader Asia Festival. So you can have incredible food at the Lucky Dumpling Market that mm. most people will probably know about, even if they don't know it's specifically tied to Asia. And um, so great food. Um, they can expect actually great conversations. So it's actually um, a very inclusive space where, you know, we're not just talking about ideas as they pertain to Asian lives. We're oh. talking about how these ideas from within Asian diasporic communities um, influence Australian society more broadly. So there's an invitation to everyone and they'll see themselves in part of these conversations. And it's also an incredible opportunity to hear directly from um, people doing the thinking within these migrant diasporic communities. Um, so, you know, as a broader public, we can hear directly from those within the community mm. and, and, and see how we're all actually interconnected. So yeah. I think it's actually a great space. It's a generous space. It's a space of big ideas. Um, it's also a space of great humour and um, a lot of kind of moving moments because people who are doing the writing and the thinking, the, these creatives, you know, we're often coming from a place that's very close to the bone. So uh, really it's just an incredible opportunity to come and be part of a bigger conversation that's Excellent. relevant to everyone. All right. I've got some more questions for you both. Uh, my guest, Akani Awubi, who you've just been hearing to, she is a curator of In Other Words, which is part of the AusAsia program, and the uh, executive producer of AusAsia, uh, Jun Yi Kwok, who is here in the studio as well. We'll be back after these words. He's a key defender for the Adelaide Crows and a fan of fine films. Join Tom Duday with David and Will each week on 5AA Breakfast. Thanks to Leader Computers. Leader Computers, Australia's largest Australian-owned PC manufacturer based right here in Adelaide. This is it. Introducing the Hospital Research Foundation Home Lottery's biggest grand prize ever. The $5 million Hyde Park Grand Prize is luxury defined. Imagine coming home to a fully furnished family home in one of Adelaide's most prestigious suburbs, knowing you'll never have to pay a mortgage again. Again. Or you can choose to take 4.5 million in cash. A life of luxury awaits. Join the fight. To see full details, visit homelottery.com.au. License in one double four double one. Mum? Dad? Hey, honey. I've met someone. Oh. oh my god, is he a doctor? A lawyer? <gasps> is he a surgeon? He's a concreter. From Adelaide Exposed Concrete. <sighs> but why? Didn't you say so? <laughs> At Adelaide Exposed Concrete, we're committed to the highest standards of service, design and workmanship. Finally, we've got a concreter in the family. Adelaide Exposed Concrete. Best on ground, all year round. Now I have the age-old question for you. The question that has tormented kings and fractured families and fortified friendships right back to the dawn of the horse and cart. The question is, can I borrow your trailer? If you've asked it one too many times, well, put your big kid pants on and get your own from the Adelaide Trailer Sale people. And don't just get a trailer, get one that's even better than your mates, made from 100% Aussie steel. Adelaide Trailer Sales, they've got a cracking range of tandem trailers, hydraulic tipper trailers, plant trailers, tradie trailers, and so many more to choose from. Or if yours is gathering dust in the driveway, well, take it in for a service and lend it forward from there. Send your trailer off into the big 
big world and watch it spread its wings. Get into Adelaide Trailer Sales, Morford Vale and Bordertown. Aussie built to last. With IGA's Community Give Back Sale, you can make big savings. And help support local causes. Just look for tickets on specials like Sprite or Fanta 1.25 litre selected varieties, $1.77 each. Half price. Now at your local IGA. Offer ends August 22 while stocks last. Exclude Foodland. Neighbours don't always see eye to eye, which is fine when you've got a bit of space between you. But a little awkward when you share a wall. And kind of insufferable when you're stacked on top of each other. That's where strata managers come in, right? If your strata manager is MIA and you're fed up, talk to Stratarama. It's easier than you'd think to switch to Stratarama. And they're always a phone call away for free advice. Save yourself the drama. Talk to Stratarama. Yes, Lawlers are still the White Ant people, celebrating over 80 years in pest control. For termite and other pest problems, call Lawlers today on 8443-9636 or online at lawlerpestcontrol.com.au for really good information on all pests. Call Lawlers, the people you can trust on 8443-9636 for a free survey and quote. That's 8443-9636. Lawlers, the White Ant people. Stream 5AA in crystal clear sound at the touch of a button, wherever you are. Matthew Pantelis on 5AA Mornings. Eight minutes to 12 o'clock on 5AA in the studio. Jun Yi Kwok, who is executive producer of Oz Asia, and Dakani Ubi, who is uh, the guest curator of uh, one of the programs. In other words, uh, Jun, tell us about the free or family events people can come along to. Our free and fa- our free family events. I think everyone's favourites. I'm sure you're all very very familiar with um, with Moon Lantern Trail. Oh yeah. Um, so Moon Lantern Trail is back again this year at um, at Pinky Flat, um, and we're really excited to once again the first weekend, the first four days of Ozasia Festival, bringing that parkland to to life with mm. all of, with all of our lanterns. And um, and this year we're really really thrilled that we've we've got some new lanterns to reveal. So mm. please come down okay. and visit and see us, um, including one by South Australian artist Jaden Lee Tong. And what we love about, um, about working with Jaden is that he's, um, his particular lantern explores both of his Aboriginal and Chinese heritage. So it's, it's going to be, it's, it's really wonderful to be able to tell these kinds of stories. That's wonderful. My, my boys loved the Moon Lantern Festival when they were little, just the, the colour, the excitement, I suppose. And yeah, it's brilliant. All right. So there's that. Uh, the, uh yeah. Oh, sorry. I can, no. I could tell you a little more. Go about on. The other, yeah. the other go, fun go things that we've got go going ahead. on. Yeah. Um, but of course, you know, Moon Lantern Trail, and there's also delicious food down there. I yeah. should mention as well because there's always some fantastic local um, local um, food providers down mm-hmm. there. But speaking of food, there's also the Lucky Dumpling Market yep. and all of our amazing um, free programming that takes place on the Lucky Dumpling Market stage. Everything from um, community programmings, you know, with all of our uh, multicultural groups yeah. providing dance, song, um, other performance, as well as our amazing Lucky Beats music program. And you mentioned earlier about the Festival Plaza and yeah. about whether we were doing something up there and we certainly are okay. and we're really excited to be bringing back the bubble tea garden again right. this year mm-hmm. so okay. if you want to come and enjoy the taiwanese drink sensation yeah. then come on down to the festival plaza in the last weekend excellent well look talking food you, you've segued <laughs> nicely for me for dakana who uh, people know you might know you as a restaurateur and you've got a, a cookbook out as well uh, parwana mm-hmm. uh, what do you see as the importance of sharing food family culture all those connections in yeah. your writing and with others um well food's just been so important in 
my family's life, um, you know, when you become refugees, you leave almost everything behind. And food was something that came with us, that mm. food knowledge. And over time, um, you know, from within our home, it kind of spilled out into the world and formed a way for us to share something about our ancestry, like our Afghan heritage and that food knowledge. But to also kind of push us into like our lives here and it became a way to connect with people so when people come to Prawana you know they might not know anything other than mm. sort of negative or sad things about Afghanistan but then when they sit down with their family and loved ones to have a meal you know it just breaks down all sorts of perceived barriers so it's important in so many ways and yeah. you know it is a central part of the themes that I write about as well because I think food is just synonymous with so many other things within life, within culture and identity and how we come together as people. Um, it kind of breaks down all sorts of barriers yeah. and, and lets us gather um, on an equal plane. So, yeah. It's and it's a sharing too, isn't absolutely. it? Absolutely. Yeah. There's a generosity and an abundance and, and a sharing um, element to it mm. um, that is important for everyone. Yeah. All right. Uh, June, uh, Adelaide Festival Centre, five in-house festivals, obviously guitar, cabaret, our mob, dream big, Asia. What makes Asia stand out? Well, as I mentioned earlier, um, Asia Festival is um, Australia's largest contemporary arts festival that focuses on Australia's cultural cultural engagement with Asia. So I think that that's what makes us particularly particularly un- unique in the Adelaide in the Adelaide Festival family of festivals. Mm. Um, we each have our own very specific identities, um, which um, which I think all of the artistic directors and producers on each of those festivals do such a fantastic job of um, of really communicating our differences. So um, so Oz Asia. Um, Aus Asia, with our particular focus on um, on Asian and Asian Australian communities, makes us makes us quite unique. Um, I think we are, are having some very very within the festival itself. We are having these really important conversations yeah. about our relationship with our with our nearest neighbour. Yeah, how about mm-hmm. that? All right. Now there's a, a festival program out now. I guess details online as well, both so you can look at it online, but also a booklet. Yes, there yeah. is. There is a book, um, which you should, if, once it's, um, if you can get your hands on it, it's, it's quite amazing because we've, um, we've decided this year to, to draw on Eastern reading traditions and the book, oh. the brochure actually <laughs> this year <laughs> reads, reads from right to left. How about that? So if you can get your hands on it. So then you start at the back, presumably. You, yeah. So it's like starting at the back. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. It's interesting. All right. Thank you both for coming in today, part of our state and, uh, my guest, Jun Yi Kwok, who is the uh, executive producer of the Oz Asia Festival and Dakani Aubi, who is uh, the guest curator, the festival October 19 to November 5. A little way off, but it is coming up and now's the time to uh, to have a look at the guide and pick what you want to uh, have a look at, even if it's just going to the food events. I mean, they mm-hmm. sound amazing and they've always been extremely popular when you've driven by King William Road there and had a look in the, uh, the Oz Asia Festival, which is just wonderful here in uh, Adelaide.